Where do you go to find authenticity and truth? Nobody wants to talk about the skeletons in their closet, the nitty gritty, or the failures, all of which I believe are the most important parts of anybody's story of success. This is a place where we say what nobody else is saying. Truth with Tara, welcome to the fold. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Truth with Tara. Today's podcast episode is entitled, This Means War. And I have to tell you before I even begin today's content that I'm angry. I'm ticked off. I'm over it. I'm fed up. And you have to know why. So I have been struggling. Like when I say struggling, I mean I've been really struggling for the past six months solid with my health, with my physical body. And the implications of what I've been going through have been really devastating to the productivity of my business, but more importantly, my calling. And I want to explain to you a little bit more for those of you who may not know and are new to Truth of Terra or new to who I am, what my calling is. So last year in April, I went to this, well, I thought it was a business event, but it wasn't. I, I went to this this uh, three-day, two-and-a-half-day conference called Next Level Experience, NLE for short. And a man who is now like a second father to me, uh, his name is Michael McIntyre, he put this event on. And for anybody listening to this within the sound of my voice, I highly recommend that you get to NLE at some point. It will change your life as it did mine. However, I need to tell you about my experience because it changed my calling. Um, when I went to NLE, I was set free. And, and if I can if I can just pause and say that NLE is kind of like the best way I can describe it is sort of like a boot camp for your heart and getting really, really clear on who you are so that you can move in your centeredness of your purpose in, in a very clear, definitive, and concise way. Um, it's And it's very powerful. And so when I went to NLE, I was set free from a lot of things, a lot of bondage, a lot of trauma that I didn't know I was even carrying around. And what's so cool about being set free from stuff that you didn't even know you were carrying around is that it's like this dull piece of of iron on your sword. And once you're set free from that, it's like that one last little dull piece is now sharpened. And God could then fully, fully use and call me like he had never called me before. And so these little breadcrumb callings like, oh, yes, you're going to do Broadway. Yes, you're going to do missions. Yes, you're going to lead worship, which are, by by the way, huge in, in and of themselves. But I call them breadcrumbs because they were not the end. They were just the path and the lead up. Even a breadcrumb calling like, oh, performing art studio, oh, YouTube channel. All of those were breadcrumb callings compared to what I was then freed from and then called to after NLE. And so I'm just going to come out with it and say it right now. I have been called to light up the darkness in the music industry. I have been called to quote unquote Joan of Arcet in the music industry. And I I actually self-titled myself as the Joan of Arc in the music industry. And that is what I aim to do. And what I mean by that is this. I've been called to start a pledge and a record label. It's going to be called the Red Pill Pledge and the Red Pill Record Label. And the whole point of it is to 
prove to people because the research is already there. It's just not it's not popular opinion, but prove to people by doing talks like TED Talks. And by the way, if anybody has any connections there, I need to be doing TED Talks to get this out. I need to be doing more public speaking, but to to talk and educate the general public on the scientific physiological implications of how what you're listening to is literally affecting your very life. And the pledge, once someone is educated in the implications of this, and if anybody wants to know about it, you can look up like, you know, um, The Sounds of Healing by Michael Terrell is a great book. Um, Speaking to Water is a great scientific study. Um, And I'm not going to get into it because this podcast would never end, but do your own research on the sonic implication, the physiological implications of sound, sonically speaking, when you're listening to sound. And it is astounding. And nobody knows. It's like, you know, no one wants to know the calories in McDonald's. Well, they're there. And when you're eating them, they're still there, even though you may not know the exact calorie count. Well, when you listen to songs that glorify sex, drugs, hatred, violence, y- you name it, racism, um, you are literally, as you're bobbing your head and nodding, you are agreeing to that music and you are essentially slowly but surely ruining your life and possibly even the lives of generations to come if it's not stopped. And I am I am angry about this period, but I'm even more angry about what's been happening to me. And I'll get into that in a second. So, so as I said yes to this, and and by the way, my promise to God is I've always promised him this. I will say yes to you. I promise I will say yes to you no matter what you ask. So my answer is yes. And now what is the question? That has always been my relationship with the Lord. I want his best. I want his highest. I want his most. Um, no matter what that costs me, no matter how scary it is, I say yes. That's always been my heart posture and attitude towards the Lord. And I believe that's why he has blessed me in this way and allowed me to influence so many thus far in my life at 37 years old. So saying yes to Red Pill Pledge and Red Pill Label was, yes, scary because, frankly, uh, starting a record label and, and being in the music industry in general is literally the worst possible investment you could ever make. And I'm a businesswoman and I know numbers and I'm like, this is absolutely cray cray. Like I'm talking like, let me just go burn some money in a garbage can. That would probably be a better use. At least I could get warm from it kind of decision. But I said yes anyway, because I know that I was called. I know it. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And you first have to know that you know, and I do. So as I said, yes, I am an execution person as well. And so I immediately set out full force, vim and vigor, throwing myself into this new calling. And I realized that the performing arts studio, the YouTube channel, my platform so far has all been for such a time as this. It's all been a lead up and it's all supposed to be a support system for Red Pill Pledge and Red Pill Record Label. And as if that wasn't a big enough yes to say yes to, a couple weeks later, God also told me, yep, so by the way, not only are you going to start this and you're going to talk about this, but you're also going to be the first artist to release on this label. You're going you're gonna to be the proof of concept which by the way was the hardest part for me to say yes to guys because, well, frankly, it's very self-aggrandizing. It sounds so narcissistic. Oh, hey guys, yeah, what's up Terabytes? I'm Tara with Tara Simon Studios on YouTube. And by the way, I'm starting a record label and there's this really great pledge that goes along to it. And uh, by the way, I'm gonna be the first artist on it because yay, me, me, me. Ew, just ew. And and I wrestled with that so bad because my, my intention was to immediately sign someone and pour the money and pour the time and effort into this person. However, um, 
I still really don't quite know 100% why I have some ideas as to why God very clearly directed me otherwise and and asked me to be the first. But I'm very much looking forward to getting that out of the way so that I then can sign artists as I originally intended to unless he tells me different. And I'm hoping, frankly, that he doesn't. Um, but that was really difficult to say yes to, but I still said yes and I still moved forward. So fast forward and, and you have to know the backstory to understand why I'm so mad and why this podcast is entitled This Means War. So I immediately threw myself into all this. I'm spinning at a thousand miles a minute. I am not only taking this on, but this is in addition to posting seven videos a week on YouTube. This is in addition to running a company with multiple employees in it. This is in addition to running a, an online business, an online course business with thousands of, of students and clients and vocalists in the course. This is in addition to being a single mom and trying my best to raise an amazing human being that's going to grow to be a man of God. This is in addition to trying to have some assemblance of a personal life and maybe working out and going salsa dancing once in a while, as well as church and maintaining friendships and family. So I was already at 100% before I said yes to this. And then when I said yes to this, it just put me to like complete and utter overdrive. But I love what I do and I love the Lord and I love purpose. And so I'm all in, right? And so time goes on. And in at the end of August, beginning of September, I am really getting into a groove. I'm I'm getting into a sweet spot. I've I've hired a, an amazing producer, Blake, who who's on, been on my podcast, um, and and we're working on these three songs to release under Red Pill Pledge. Um, I actually hired Michael McIntyre as a personal coach. I loved him so much and really got to move the needle on a lot of really important business ventures to help support um, and give more liquidity to my uh, Red Pill record label venture. And then in September, I went on a girl's trip. I went on a break. I was celebrating my birthday, which was August 30th, September 18th. And on that girl's trip, I felt a stitch in my right side. And I thought, it's like, you know, when you've eaten and then you go running and it's like that kind of stitch. It's annoying, right? It goes away though. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's going to go away. It didn't go away. It never went away. And I barely made it back to the US. Um, I was almost stuck in Mexico. I ended up in the ER days later. And um, they told me that I had an ovarian cyst rupture and a kidney stone. And that was the reason for my pain. Okay, cool. Great. Both of those things go away. Awesome. I go home. Um, but uh, my doctor friend didn't buy it. She asked me to go see a couple other doctors and they were like, yeah, no, that's not it. Although that's something that you had, there's still something wrong with you. So um, I end up, you know, narrowing it down to gallbladder, getting diagnosed with biliary dyskinesia. My gallbladder was functioning at 13%. Uh, they wanted to remove it. I didn't want to remove it because if you do research, and I'm sure if you're within the sound of my voice, you've had this condition. If you have, you know that there is no cure and the sur surgery to remove your gallbladder, it's about a 40% uh, chance that it will not only not fix you, but make your problems worse. So it wasn't very motivating for me. I decided to try to heal it holistically went to a naturopathic doctor and I began this health journey. I'm talking about taking literally like 30 to 45 pills, organic, of course, and natural, of course, but three times a day, plus powders, plus an extreme restrictive diet. But hey, at this point, I was feeling so bad. And at this point, months later, we're talking about November at this point, I 
couldn't get off the couch. I could barely raise my kid and I definitely couldn't record content or even comprehend answering emails because the side effects of everything that happened to me were extreme dizziness, brain fog, fatigue, um, headaches that felt like someone broke glass and just stuck them in my forehead. I was suffering, guys. I was really, really suffering. And all the while trying to fake a smile and pretend like I'm not, especially after 3.30 when my son came home. Really demoralizing, really difficult because, hey, I'm the one that spins all the plates, right? And I'm the one that moves the needle in every area of my life. I don't work for anybody. Nothing continues without me, really, except for, which was a huge blessing, the the private coaching, which because my coaches work for me and they have private students, that continued. Thank God. Thank God that continued. Because if that if, – if, if that did not, I really don't know what I would have done. Like the stress of everything coming to a grinding halt, including that would have just probably been too much for me to bear. And thank God in his mercy, it didn't. So I am really at this point thinking, this is not who I am. I don't identify with this. I'm really, frankly, excuse the language, but I'm pissed that this is happening. And I don't understand why. Like it came like a wrecking ball, like a freight train out of nowhere. And some days I just can't even work myself up, wind myself up, move myself. And I'm stuck on the floor and I'm just crying and lamenting about what has happened to my life. Well, there was another NLE that happened uh, in December in Florida and my sister went to it. And, you know, my sister and I, we have a beautiful relationship now, but we have had a really rough go of it in, in general in our life. And we reconciled in December and something lifted off of me. And a lot of the symptoms that I were ex was experiencing lifted off of me that day. And I was believing that I was really completely healed. And, and frankly, from that day up until a couple weeks ago, I was operating at almost 100% again. I was going back to the gym. I was dancing. I was energetic. I was doing things I loved. I was getting my full schedule back. Stella was getting her groove back, guys. You know what I mean? Like life was getting good again. And I was getting really excited because I really missed me. You ever really just are in a place in your life where you're like, dang it, I miss me. Uh, you look back at pictures of yourself and you just mourn that person that you used to be and you don't know how the heck over a, such a short period of time you became someone else. And you became so far from that person that you don't even know if you could ever get back to that person again. Like what in the world? How? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm moving and grooving, guys, you know, and if you know me, you know that that's kind of gets real fast, real quick. And a couple weeks ago, I, uh, I finished on a Friday night, um, finished the script for this really big video that I've been trying to shoot for months called Singing with Snakes. And I'm totally revamping my YouTube channel. I'm making more entertaining videos. Um, I'm very, I'm being more thoughtful and more quality over quantity about my channel. And this video was to prove to people that you can get over stage fright. But since I'm not scared of singing on stage, I am going to prove by singing with snakes that I'm, you know, I can create the physiological responses of stage fright while singing with snakes and still get over it to prove that anybody can speak or sing on stage. You just have to do these certain things. And I think it's a pretty entertaining, interesting idea and nobody's done it. There's not a single video on YouTube about it. So I figured, okay, cool. Gap in the market. Let me fill that. And, and I think it's going to help a lot of people. So I finished the script on a Friday night. It's midnight. And I go to bed around 2 a.m. because I had this splitting headache and I'd been sick that week and my gallbladder pain kind of started coming back. But I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's just, you know, an ebb and flow. At 3.30 in the morning, a couple weeks ago on Friday, 
I felt I got woken up by the feeling of this golf ball sized piece of lava uh, stuck in between my ribs, like in my stomach, like where you're where you get knocked out if you if you get the wind knocked out of you right there. And I thought I woke up, I sat up because of the pain in the middle of my sleep. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? I'm having a weird panic attack. I don't even have those. What's going on? I sat up, I started walking and that golf ball sized piece of lava that burned so hot, it felt cold ruptured or exploded, if you will. It felt like it exploded in my stomach and it went throughout my entire abdominal cavity. And in that moment, I fell to my knees. I got instantly nauseous, dizzy, disoriented. My throat dried up from my throat all the way up to my mouth and I could barely breathe. And I thought, this is it. I'm dying. My kid's downstairs sleeping. He's going to find me dead. I am dying. And I started to pray and I said, Jesus, please, not like this. Please, I cannot. You know I have so much to do and I'm doing it for you. This is not how my story ends. Please don't let my kid find me dead on my bathroom floor in the morning. Like, no. I call my mom. I said, mom, something's wrong. You've got to come right now. I call the ambulance after her and I said, you got to come quick. I'm alone with my child. I think I'm dying. And I thought in my mind, maybe my appendix ruptured, maybe my gallbladder exploded. I don't know, but whatever it was, I didn't know that it was possible to feel pain like that while remaining conscious and alive. And guys, let me just give you a little context. I was in labor for five days on Pitocin with no painkillers. Five days, a work week, okay? So like my threshold for pain, it's up there, you know? Like I'm not a little sissy Nancy, okay? Never felt a pain like this in my life. In fact, I would have welcomed labor. I would have welcomed the gallbladder pain that sent me to the ER back a few months ago. All of that would have been a gift compared to what I felt. I somehow make it downstairs because I knew my door was locked and the ambulance was on its way. But before I got to the front door, I went into my son's room and I kissed him for what I thought was the last time. He was sleeping, and I told him, Jaden, mommy loves you more than anything in this world. And I kissed him for what I thought was the last time, and I looked upon his little face sleeping for what I thought was the last time. And I walked out of his room, and I unlocked that door, and the next thing I remember was the ambulance finding me on the floor. And just as I have you on the edge of your seat, you're going to have to wait till next week to hear the rest of the story because ain't nobody got time for a real, real long podcast. So make sure you stay tuned because this next part of the story is really the game-changing key. And I really need you to hear it so that you can apply this to your life as well. Stay tuned for next week's finishing part to the story. Thanks so much for listening to Truth with Tara. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future podcast episodes, don't hesitate to email info at tarasimonstudios.com. Yeah, I know that you don't gotta look far to get to my bleeding heart.